0: Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Green. Before all of the buzz around NFTs and digital art over the last few years, in 2019, we had on the podcast Elena Zavalev and Andrea Stroyer. They're co-founders at Kadaf, which stands for Crypto and Digital Art Fair. At the time, Qaddaf was brand new, and digital art and crypto were still relatively niche concepts. Fast forward one pandemic, and three and a half years later, and we've had the rise and subsequent perhaps fall of the NFT market, with some NFTs appearing to survive and finally get curatorial support. Interestingly, I was actually at MoMA yesterday in New York, and there was a large-scale digital artwork on view in the prestigious main lobby of the museum. Given the uncertain future of NFTs and digital art, we wanted to have Elena and Andrea back on the podcast to chat with us about how the latest iteration of Qaddaf went this past year, how things have changed over the last three and a half years, and also hear their thoughts on where this market may be headed moving forward. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks so much for listening. in and andrea it's great having you back on how have you been
1: thank you adam for having us today um we're very happy to be here and tell you more about the last edition of kadaf thank you adam
0: of course we're excited to have you back on so i think a great place to start would be to compare kadaf pre-nft boom and post nft boom we had you on the podcast three and a half years ago what was the first iteration of kadaf like when the digital art space was still very niche? And just how much has it changed for you post NFT boom?
1: Sure, so it's that's a great question. It's been a very exciting journey and really interesting before the NFT boom, we started planning for the first edition of Kadav in 2018. Uh, after meeting a lot of creators and artists that really didn't have a place to show their artworks. So we decided to design an art fair around the artworks so that they would look as they were supposed to, because a great way to enjoy digital art is actually in person, not only through the screen. So at that time, the word NFT was not around. It used to be called blockchain art or crypto art, and there was a lot of experimentation. There were a lot of people just testing out what to do with this technology and art and how it finally gave a way for digital artists to monetize their creations and also to create digital scarcity that before was very hard to control. Um, So we hosted the first edition of Kadhaf in New York in 2019. Uh, We had a great lineup of artists. The price point was very different as to what it is now. We had great artists like Kevin Abosh, Dimitri Cherniak, Lauren Rosser, Nina Puo. We also had the CryptoPunks. And it was a very tight-knit community, and it was very niche. Collectors at that point didn't really understand how to buy digital art or why they should buy it. But... After this fair, I think that it became kind of easier to do it. We hosted a lot of education throughout the fair to help collectors, artists that wanted to test the waters in the digital mediums. And we focused on presenting the diversity of digital mediums that included um, virtual reality, augmented reality, video, artificial intelligence, blockchain art. And it was a great addition. We partnered with OpenSea for our first edition of Gaddaf that they were just starting their marketplace. And we worked together to sell the artworks presented at the fair. Um, It was a a pretty funny moment in the way that, for example, the CryptoPunks were selling for a very different amount that they're selling now. We had the chairman, chairman of Tefaf, get one cryptopunk and then the winkle brothers got the other cryptopunk at that moment and the sales were actually great we sold we sold out all dimitri cherniak we sold we sold a lot that we were uh very happy about since the market was still very small and niche and since then it has really changed and has become a lot more players involved before it was very community focused so we hosted that first edition in new york and then we hosted the second edition in miami in 2019 again and then we switched to online for the two years of the pandemic during the nft boom that was when everything started changing and we were so happy to see the artists that we had been Um, showing and had been working with us for so long to finally receive recognition and be able to really show their art to a bigger audience and sell their art to a bigger audience.
0: Yeah, it's really remarkable just how much things have changed in such a short period of time. So let's talk a little bit about some of the artists you showed at this year's edition of the fair. I'm sure these are names that are new to a lot of listeners, myself included. So who are these artists? Are some of them the same artists that we see selling for large amounts of money at auctions? Do some have museum support? Give us the range of the types of artists that are showing at the fair.
2: Yeah, so we have a great combination of both emerging and more established RS always uh, at Kadaf. No matter, um, you know, it started actually since 2019 and uh, up to today, we have a really diverse range of uh, digital RS presenting. Uh, some names that might ring a bell are, for example, um, it's a really interesting project um, that is working with Frank Stella, uh, and uh, it's a project called Arsenal. Uh, they're working with Frank Stella to produce NFTs uh, of some of his uh, um, works. This is called uh, uh, Frank Stella Geometries. Uh, it's also interesting that the collectors of the pieces will be uh, are able to print three D uh, sculptures uh, based on the NFTs that they have. Uh, purchased. So it's a really, really interesting project. Um, some other names, uh, for example, artists who have been with us since the beginning uh, Lauren Roser and Nina Kuo. Nina uh, Kuo's work is now uh, at MoMA, it's on view. Um, they are really um, some of the pioneers uh, in the American digital art. I'd seen and they've been working for a while and they're very supportive of Kadhaf and uh, are always showing with us. Now there are some also younger stars like, uh, Jen, Jen Stark, for example, who, uh, really has, um, a huge following and her works are, uh, visually stunning, very contemporary, uh, and, um, So she has shown at this edition. Uh, Another name that I'd like to call out is Sasha Stiles, whose work is actually now at at Christie's. Uh, It's one of the sales. And uh, she's this really great uh, poet uh, who is working with artificial intelligence and she's showing with us. So they're uh, really uh, very diverse artists, uh, both in medium and in subject matter and in style, Uh, but um, what unites them is this willingness to experiment, to use digital technology as this incredible tool, contemporary tool, and we're very excited to show all of them.
0: And it's interesting, when I first started learning about NFTs, I quickly gathered that most NFT art is not actually displayed by collectors, but simply stored in their digital wallet, basically a digital version of an art storage facility. And that to me was very surprising because that's very different than traditional fine art and art collectors who generally enjoy living with their art and wanting to have it on view. I'm curious, is this trend in the NFT space starting to change? Are more people starting to actually live with the art that they collect? And how are you actually playing a role in terms of educating collectors on how to display the digital art in their homes or anywhere else where they might display art?
2: Yeah, so for sure now I think uh, collectors are very interested in displaying uh, their NFTs at home, and there the quality of the screens actually plays a really really important role. Uh, the uh, you know the, the the works can be shown both on the screens and also as projections. So at the fair, one of our um, Actually, one of our roles and one of our directions is to show collectors how they can effectively display their NFTs at home, what kind of frames they can be using, uh, if they have enough space and are interested in uh, kind of immersive installations, how they can use their projectors to do that. So it's like a hands-on laboratory where they can come and see what they can do to display the art at home. But that being said, uh, like one of the biggest issues that I see right now is that uh, there is so much beautiful art, but the digital frames uh, that uh, I see on the market are still, I think, yet working on become uh, the same level uh, with the art. So I would love to see more uh, great digital art frames on the market that are very easy to use. Because you know, one of the things that are uh, that is super important is the user friendliness of the digital frame, so that the uh, collectors can easily install their artwork and change their artwork and just you know be very happy and don't think too much um, when they're displaying their art at home.
0: And so, let's talk about sales at this year's edition of the fair. I imagine this type of digital art is more popular this year than ever before, but we've also seen a lot of softening in the NFT space, and in particular in the crypto markets. So how did that have an impact on sales at this year's fair?
1: So the sales this year at the fair were great. We saw a lot of sales across multiple blockchains, including Tesos. We did notice a little bit of um different price point in the artwork. That were sold because of all the situation happening with crypto. But we saw a lot of people very interested in the artworks. And starting, I think that's what's very special for us is that we see that people see the value in the artwork, not necessarily in the NFT part or in the technology part of it. So we notice a lot of collectors. Support the artists, even if crypto is up, crypto is down, and a lot of people are very interested. Uh, the sales were really great. We saw a lot of sales on Tesos since um, usually artworks on Tesos are at a lower price point, but the quality is amazing, and we we saw, for example, a lot of interest in. artworks that were visually stunning. For example, Jen Stark's work sold very well um, and many others. We also at this moment, we see a lot of digital artworks so that they have a physical and a digital component. And that is a great way to start collecting digital art because you have what you are used to that is a beautiful piece in your house and you also have the digital component that complements the piece very well. And so even though we did see a difference in price points, we didn't see a difference in the amount of sales.
0: So I think some traditional fine art collectors who haven't yet embraced this space, they will eventually, and some I think will never. But for those that are on the fence or just starting to get into it, what advice would you give someone at this time? Where do people even start if they want to begin a digital art collection? How do they filter down this large universe with so many artists? Please give us some advice as to where to start.
2: Well, um, I think that one of the places to start with is to kind of educate yourself about what's going on in the digital art space. Who are the artists? What are the tools? necessary to buy and to sell uh, digital art. So uh, as CADAF, one of our uh, initiatives was to, edu- and is to educate the collectors that are interested in um, you know, becoming digital art collectors. So we partnered with Christie's Education uh, to create this web three in context courses. And they really serve as a hands-on tool for the collectors to understand what's going on in this space, how to start digital art collectors, what are the different blockchains that exist, uh, what are the mediums that are available, and everything in between. So we are just done with the third semester of uh, this course. We've done two last year, and we're planning to have another one in the spring. And I would say it's a really good class to understand what's going on in the market. Now, then, as you might know, you know, there are different blockchains that exist in the market and uh, different blockchains have also different price points to them. So we tend to work a lot with Tezos blockchain. Their price point is uh, kind of uh, lore, uh, so it's perfect for the beginner digital art collector, while the quality of the artists who really mint their works on Tezos blockchain is incredible. And the diversity of talent and the imagination that you see um, in the works there is really, really great. So the marketplaces that have Tezos as one of the blockchains that they're using, I would say, is great. That being said, Kadav has created its own marketplace this summer and the blockchain that we've been using does So that's one of the good places to look. And then the third advice is, you know, quite straightforward uh, since most of the uh, art, the NFT art is with the, uh, you know, living contemporary artists. It's really great to follow them on social media. In particular, Twitter is a great place to uh, follow the NFT digital artists. Uh, it's it's a really great tool to also learn about the news, what's going on in the market, and to really be educated. And of course, if you are interested in more visual uh, part, uh, you know you should go to Instagram and follow this artist also on Instagram.
1: Yeah, if I may add also. I think that there is definitely an oversaturation of content that can seem very overwhelming for someone that is looking to just dip their toes into digital art and collect. So one point that I think is very important is to actually learn a bit about the history of digital art because it is not new. And there have been some um, recently... I think it's long overdue recognition for the pioneers of digital art. And once you start seeing the history of digital art and how it evolved, like all the generative artworks, all the um, all these artists that were creating art with computers before computers were the computers we know now. So, for example, Vera Molnar, an amazing women artist. She is, they call her the grand dame of digital art. She's one of the first women artists to start using computers in the late 50s and 60s to create these beautiful artworks. And she was just at the Venice Biennale as the oldest living artist. Um, presented and she also just created her first NFT being 98 and once you start looking at the history and realize that it's not something new, that the NFT part is just a technology that allows for transferring from one place to another, keeping track, checking the provenance and the transaction, you can start seeing more the value in the art that It's very important. So for someone that is interested, I always say, look at a lot of art, look at a lot of art, look at curators that have um, kind of like filter out for you what artists are there and different styles, different mediums, and just learn a bit about the market as a whole since once you learn it becomes a lot more interesting and maybe artworks that you didn't understand before make a lot of sense and it's a very layered practice and a very layered market. Um, we always say uh that digital art is um place of collaboration because you have so many components coming together. You have the technology part, the artist part, and it's beautiful to see how they start coming together to create this pieces. So I think suggest to look at the artists we present at Kadav to follow other curators and to just listen to different talks about what is happening in the market and how the art is quite different from the collectible side and what other um, angles there are to the market since it can become pretty overwhelming at first, if you just go on a marketplace and look, and then you're like, oh my God, there's so many things out there. So I think there's people that are filtering it out and those are the people to look at.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. Thanks for sharing that. Elena and Andrea, thanks so much again for coming back on the podcast and updating us on how things are going at Kadhaf, as well as sharing your really interesting perspective on the digital art space. For listeners want to learn more about the fair, where can we find you?
1: So the website is kadaf.art. Of course, it's C-A-D-A-F dot
0: art, A-R-T. Perfect. Thanks so much again. We really appreciate it. Thank,
2: Thank you so much, Adam. Thank you, Adam.